0: As Ty said earlier, uh, we are this month going through a series of talks called I am thankful for and then fill in the blank with the four things that we were talking about. Last week, Michael talked to us about the idea of being thankful for our standard and what that standard means to our lives, what it means to being a Christian, what it means to just live by something that God has put into our life. I asked him what verse would he want to say, sums up what his talk was, and he said, John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. God gave us a standard, God gave us one way to live our life, and that was by the Bible through Jesus. And that is what our entire life should be set upon, and we should be thankful that God gave us that standard. Because without that standard, none of the other things that we talk about, accountability, mentorship, or leadership, does not happen. None of those things happen without a standard to follow. So we're thankful that God gave us that standard. We're also thankful that God gave us accountability, because accountability has to follow something. You have to be held accountable to something. And that is the standard. And if you're held accountable to that standard, you need somebody to hold you accountable to that standard. That is a mentor or somebody to help you be accountable to the standard. And to have a mentor, that person needs to show some leadership. And as as Christians, as men and women of, of God's people, we should strive to have that type of leadership in our lives that we can mentor people so that we can hold them accountable to the standard. And I thank God that we have that ability to have all of these things in our life as a Christian, and that we have all those things present in our church. Today, we're going to talk, to, talk about accountability, the idea of accountability. We're going to talk about multiple things, but I want to focus, in, or I, want, I don't want to focus. I actually want to do more of an umbrella-type approach to this idea, because accountability is a huge topic when it comes to the Bible, because if you really think about it, the Bible as a standard, if you're supposed to live by it, that means you're living by the Bible, right? That's a whole lot of stuff to go through. What we're going to talk about is kind of an umbrella-type view of what accountability is in whatever uh, place in life that you are, in whatever offices in life that you hold. This idea still permeates that place in your life. The idea of accountability should permeate your life in every facet. So why is it, why is it important? First off, why is it important to hold people accountable? Why is that important? Well, a lot of people would say that it's really not important. Let me live my life the way I want to live. You have no say in it, and it doesn't matter. Because my life is only affecting me. It doesn't matter what is going on around. It's my life. But in reality, that's not the case. In the Christian family, in the church, God gives each and every member, each and every person the responsibility to hold each other accountable. It's in different levels and different ways, but we are all charged with that responsibility. Back in the Old Testament, Ezekiel was given a charge. He was given a charge to, be, to hold the children of Israel accountable. He was given a charge to let the people know when they were doing wrong, because God had told them that. God had said, if I tell you to do something, if I tell you to warn the people, It is your responsibility to do it. We have been given a standard in the church, the Bible. We have been given that standard that Jesus has laid down, and we have been given that charge to hold people to that standard. Why is it important? If a watchman sees a sword coming and does not blow his trumpet, so the people are not warned, the sword comes and takes any one of them, that person taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require of the watchman's hand. So you, Son of Man, I've made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear the words from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked, if you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his ways, the wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood Will I require it, your hand? Now, this is the Old Testament. He's speaking directly to that prophet and trying to get across a concept that he is giving and issuing a warning to Ezekiel. And his purpose is to tell that to the country, to tell the people around him that that is what's coming to them. I want us to bring that to us as Christians and as a Christian family. If you see somebody struggling or dealing with sin, it is a responsibility of yours To let them know, if they're walking towards a sword headed for their heart, and you just let them walk into it. There's a level of accountability held to you because you watched it happen and didn't do anything about it. You let something happen to somebody that you could have helped stop. Why is it important to hold people accountable? Because God requires us to do that. God asks us to do that for each other because we all need help. Not a single one of us can take on this life by ourselves and make it through. Not a single one. We may think we can at times, but we're going to talk about that in a moment. So why is it important to be held accountable? You know, we can can want to hold other people accountable all day long. I'm willing to hold Michael accountable, but am I willing to be held accountable myself? It's easy to let... Or it's easy to tell people where they're wrong. How easy is it to tell, let people tell us when we have made a mistake or when we are not living up to the standard? Two are better than one because they have good reward for their toil. If they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. You know, it's easy for us ...to want to hold other people to a standard... ...but then live our life on our own. Because we don't want somebody to hold us accountable. But what God tells us here... two are better than one. Because if somebody falls... ...you have somebody there to help you in life. To help pick you back up. To help live your life the way you should live. Because again, you cannot do it on your own. As hard as we try we are not going to be able to do it on our own. I am thankful that I have multiple people that hold me accountable. I have my wife, first and foremost, that holds me accountable. And trust me, she holds me accountable. And I love it. Thank you, Jerry. (laughs) I love it. Do you know why? Because I don't need somebody who's just a cheerleader all the time and tells me, you're doing great, everything is awesome. I need somebody to tell me, you are wrong. You need to fix your life. I need somebody in my life that will do that for me and not just tell me everything that I'm doing good. If I was alone and didn't have that person there to hold me accountable, there's no telling where my life would be right now. I can't imagine my life without my wife. I cannot imagine my life without people in the church who hold me to a standard my life would be a totally different story without that in my in existence so why is it important to be held accountable because it impacts your life it changes you in ways that you don't even know that's why it's important i'm thankful for accountability because it provides expectations it provides humility It provides reflection. And it provides growth. And these are all in different ways. And again, I'm going to say that it doesn't matter what place in life you're at. Each one of those things apply to you in some way, apply to us in one way or another. There's expectations placed on every single one of us. I'm going to tell you right now when I was younger, I hated that word expectations. I absolutely hated that word. Because people wanted me to be a certain way. People wanted me to do things their way, that people wanted all of these things for me, and I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. But in reality, that's not what was going on. What it was was my pride not allowing me to see that these people were holding me to a standard that God had placed in my life. These people were holding me to a standard that I needed to live a Christian walk. Accountability provides expectations. You know, the heart itself, if I'm left to myself, if a person is left to themselves, is deceitful about all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, verse 9 is what that, where that comes from. As human nature is concerned, that's how we are. We are sinful. And if we're left on our own, we will deceive ourselves. Have you, thought, have you ever considered the fact that if you're left on your own, your, your heart, what you desire, will deceive you? I hadn't really considered that. Well, let's think about something else. If a child is left to himself, he brings shame to his mother. You know, we wouldn't leave our children to, our, to themselves to just make decisions in their life. Because at the end of that, it's going to bring shame to their mothers, bring shame to the parents, because they're just left to do whatever they want to do. We wouldn't expect that from a child or from a parent to a child. We would expect them to teach, to train, to, to, to lead them. Our heart, if we're left on our own, is going to be that same way. Judges chapter 21 verse 25, in those days there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. When we're left on our own, eventually the things that we have said, it's not a big deal. Our our heart's going to eventually say, you know what, I'm going to do what's right according to me. I can read the standard. I can understand the standard. I can read it in the Bible, know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, but because I want to do what I want to do and my heart deceives me and I'm left on my own, I have nobody else to help me, I'm going to do what's right in my own eyes. And what's right in your own eyes is not always the right thing. But if you're held to a standard by your leadership at church, by your friends, by your spouse, if you're held to a standard then you're not left on your own. You don't allow your own heart to deceive you. You let somebody else who sees you from the outside help you in your life. And you help let them set expectations of what it means to follow God. Based off of what the Bible says, you let them hold you to that standard. And you're not allowed to just do what's right in your own eyes. You follow the standard that God has placed in your life. Because we're called to hold fast to that confession of hope without wavering. That's a standard that we're set set to. Each and every one of us is set to that, to hold to the confession of hope and faith without wavering. Let us consider how to stir up. Accountability provides the expectation of, I'm going to hold you to this standard. I'm going to hold you here. I'm not going to lower the standard to where you want to be. I'm going to hold you to this, because that's where God wants us to hold each other. That's where we need to be. We're not going to hit it, but that's where we're going to hold it. Not to neglect, but to encourage one another. You know, with expectations, a lot of times what I I understood about expectations is that people held me up here, and that's where I was going to be. If I didn't, I was a failure, and there was nothing about me that was okay, That's not the case. And that wasn't the case that they had in their mind either. Whenever I didn't meet the standard, they were encouraging me, not neglecting me, not leaving me on my own, not saying, you take care of your own life, you figure it out. They were holding me to a standard, and they were holding me accountable to that standard because that's what I needed. And they were encouraging me to meet the mark, even though they knew I wasn't going to hit it. They were encouraging me to hit it, to try my very best to hit it. So I am thankful. I am so very thankful that there was expectations placed on me, that accountability is the way that those expectations were placed on me. Because without those, I have no idea where I would be today. Without expectations, where would your life be? If people didn't hold you to a standard, if people didn't say, this is where the mark is, you need to hit the mark. Again, that doesn't mean just young men, young women. A lot of times we like to think about, well, we're talking to young people. Well, you need to be held to a standard because you don't know what the right thing to do. But that is not the case. Every single one of us in this room should have expectations placed on ourselves. Every single person in this room, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're a young man, whether you're an old man, Every single one of us should have expectations that we're held to. If you're a father, you have expectations in the Bible. Do you have somebody there that is holding you to that standard? Hopefully your wife is. But you know, maybe you instead of the wife that is is, uh, the one holding you accountable, she's just a cheerleader and says, everything you're doing is fantastic, you're great. Sounds like you need somebody else to hold you accountable. There's a reason why you need more than one accountability partner. Because sometimes people aren't going to see the, 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 the things that need to be fixed in your life because they only see you in one way. Sometimes you need more than one accountability partner. I'm going to give you a for instance here. My wife is one of my accountability partners. She is not the only one I have. She holds me to some expectations. I have the elders here at College Park that hold me to a standard. They are my accountability partners. I have friends in this congregation Who hold me accountable? I have asked them, I have charged them. You know, we like to use the word ask and the word charge in different ways. When I ask somebody, it's not just a mere, hey, can you do this if you got a chance? When we ask somebody to hold each other accountable, that should be a charge. That should be something we're saying, I am holding, I'm wanting you to hold me accountable to the life that God has asked me to live. There should be some weight to that request. We should have more than just one person holding us to that. And if we only have one, how do you know that they're going to give you the right feedback? You know, multitude of counsel or multitude of counselors is wisdom. Multitude of counselors, not just one, not just one friend, not just one person holding you accountable, multiple. Because it will help you to weigh out all the things that have been said, all the advice that has been given, to know whether your life is hitting the expectations. If every single one of your accountability partners tells you something, there's probably something wrong in your life. All the expectations should be set according to the Bible, and I appreciate the standard for that. But I need somebody to help me to know where that standard is. I need somebody to help me not justify my actions based off of what my mind wants me to say what my mind wants to say is right because I can read scriptures and interpret them completely wrong because of the way my mind is working but if I have somebody there who is saying no that is not what that says when God says to provide for your family he means every single way not just monetarily you know if you don't have somebody telling you that how are you going to know what that means you're going to interpret it one way and that's it if you understand that there's there's expectations set by others it helps you understand where to where to hit that standard how to hit that stand, standard <clears throat> paul in ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 through 2 i therefore a prisoner of the lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love he urged the people in Ephesus to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you know that idea of of expectations comes across as a negative in a negative sense in our in our society today but as a church paul was holding people In the Church of Ephesus, accountable. He urged them to walk worthy of the calling. There's a standard there, and there's an expectation for them to hit the standard. Do you have an expectation in your life? Do you have somebody holding you to to a standard? Because you know, there's also when you have somebody, when you have people holding you accountable, it provides humility or it should provide humility. If they're really holding you accountable, it should provide some humility in your life. There's a tendency when you're by yourself and you're on your own to say, you know, I got this. I got this Christian thing going. I am the best Christian I could ever be. Sometimes you need a little humility. No, you're not the best. Sometimes you need a little humility to say, you know, you still have things to work on we're supposed to bear each other's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself many times as being Christians we can do this in our on our own we start thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to think and in all reality we're we're not we're not anything in reality, none of us are anything. We are all sinners. You know, Michael talked about in his sermon about the standard that there's equality in, in the standard, that the, that the standard provides equality. And I really appreciate, appreciated that point because it wasn't equality in the sense that the world likes to think of equality, it's equality in the sense that we're all sinners. Not a single one of us is past that point. Not a single one of us. The beauty is that Christ has covered our sins and we have become more because of Christ. Not a single thing that we have done makes us great. We should never forget that. We're here to bear each other's burdens. Accountability is holding and bearing each other's burdens. That's what accountability is. And you, there may be times where you have to say, calm down there. You're not that great. Let's reel it in a little bit. There are things we need to work on. It should provide us some humility in our life. And we should all require or want to have that humility. Therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Pride will undo you. Absolutely will every single time. This was something that I struggled with, and I still struggle with to this day, is to let people tell me when I'm wrong. I absolutely hate that. Why are you you guys laughing? I don't like to be told I'm wrong. Sometimes you need a little humility in your life because when I think I'm right, most of the time somebody will point out an argument that absolutely destroys what I was, think I was right about. And then I fall and I look like a dummy. That's a nice way of saying that. Provide some humility in my life. Be careful. When you think that you know everything... You think that you've got everything handled and you don't need anybody's help. That's when you're the most vulnerable. That is when you're the most vulnerable to Satan because you think you got everything handled, and you don't. And we need somebody there to hold us accountable to that. A wise man listens to advice. The way sorry, the way of a fool is right in his own own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. You know, when it comes to humility, one of those things about humility is people don't like to listen to advice when they're not humble. When you think you got everything handled, when you think you got everything right, you don't like to listen to people when they tell you, hey, guess what, there's some things you need to work on. There's some things that may not be exactly right. Or you're headed towards a sword, aimed at your heart. I want to help you out. Because that's their responsibility as Christians to help you with that. And you don't want to listen to advice. A wise man will listen to advice. The fear of the Lord is instruction and in wisdom. And humility comes before honor. You want to you wanna be a wise man that listens to advice? It starts with the fear of the Lord and instruction and in wisdom. To get all of that, you have to have humility... Before you get that honor, you're going to have to have humility to accept that instruction. To accept that instruction in the fear of the Lord. Do you have somebody who can hold you accountable? Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. You know, when people provide that humility to me, nine times out of ten, they're not doing that because they want to stick me with a point and say, hey, I caught you. This is where you're wrong. I can't believe you would live your life that way. What they're doing is trying to heal us. What they're wanting to do is help us grow, help us to be the type of people we need to be. And we should be willing to confess our faults one to another so that we may be healed. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path of life, but who, he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Humility is required. Examine yourselves to see whether you, in the, you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize by yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? That about, do, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you indeed Unless indeed you fail to meet the test, I apologize. I butchered that reading. Accountability provides reflection in our life. I want you to think about the fact that whenever somebody helps you or is holding you accountable, um, it's easy to to say, "Well, you have no right to tell me that." We have no humility, and then we say we throw up that wall and we we say we don't we want to consider what is being said. But if we have accountability in our life and truly live by that. But what that's going to do is cause self-reflection. What that's going to cause is for us to look at ourselves and really take that into consideration. There's been times where people have said things to me that have made me mad. Because they were holding me accountable. But you know, a couple of days go by of me being upset about it and me really thinking about it. I can't believe they would say that to me. I can't believe they actually think that about me. And then you start thinking about it. And thinking about yourself and reflecting on what's going on in your life and examining yourself and testing your thoughts, testing your actions. And you find that sometimes you fail that test. And that thing that that person is holding you accountable to, you are guilty of. Accountability, I'm thankful, causes self reflection. Because without self evaluating your life, you're never gonna know. Where you, what you need to fix. If, all, if the only thing you do is look out and say, this is where everybody else is wrong, and never look inward and hold yourself accountable, you will never know the things that you need to correct in your life. Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Lamentations 3, verse 40, and that's Jeremiah again, lamenting the fact that the children of Israel would not even, did not even test and examine their life. They wouldn't re- return to the Lord because they wouldn't even look at their own life and see where they were messing up, see where they were wrong. And Jeremiah is saying, let us test our ways. Let, examine. let us examine our life. And where we're wrong, return to God. Lastly, accountability provides growth. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather, pl- rather than pleasant. But later, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. I am so thankful that accountability provides growth in my life. If I'm left to my own devices, if I'm left by myself, there's no growth in my spiritual walk. There's absolutely none. Discipline, it stinks. It just does. I'm going to tell you that right now. Children hate it. Adults hate it. Everybody does not like it. But it is required. Because it's not supposed to be pleasant. It's supposed to be painful. But the reason it's painful is because later in life, it bears fruit out of that pain. It bears fruit so that you can grow in righteousness. By being trained by it. Accountability causes training in your life. And that training, in turn, causes growth. If you're not trained by the people that you're account- held accountable to, if you're not being trained by their lifestyle or what-, what they're holding you accountable to, then you're not growing. If they're not disciplining, if they're not holding you accountable, then you're not going to grow. Growth happens when you're held accountable to a standard. And as Christians, men and brethren, men and women in this congregation, we who are strong have an obligation. Let us not ever forget the fact that every single one in this audience has an obligation if you consider yourself a strong Christian. If you consider yourself someone who is mature in the faith and know right from wrong, you have an obligation To bear with the failings of the weak. To help. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good. To build him up. We should want to hold each other accountable. And I'm thankful for that system that God has placed in our lives. The system of accountability. Because it holds us to a standard. And it allows people who are stronger than I am to hold me to a standard if I allow them to. Because at the end of it all, what it's going to do is help me grow and help me to be a better person, be a better Christian, so that I can in turn mentor somebody and help them become better Christians and hold them to a standard. It helps me so that I can become a leader in my family, to mentor my children, to hold them accountable to a standard. I'm thankful for accountability. It provides expectations. It provides humility. It provides reflection and growth. Maybe you find in your life that you're not holding yourself, you, have not have, you don't have anybody who holds you accountable. You're trying to depend on yourself to, to live your life the way God wants you to. You're just trying to live your life the way that's right in your own eyes. The church can help you with that. We have men and women here who are ready and willing to hold you accountable to the standard, to teach you what the standard is, and then hold you accountable to it if you accept that standard. We have men and women here who are willing to help you if you're a Christian and you have not lived up to the standard that God has set in your life. The church can assist you with that as well. We should all desire and should all be thankful for accountability in our life.